dark. Two weeks out from the regular season episode. Uh, is it two? Yeah, it's exact. It's like almost exactly almost two exactly weeks. two weeks from Thursday. We're, time that we're recording this on a Wednesday. This 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 episode will go up on a Thursday. So two weeks from when this episode goes up. Football starting finally. Today I'm joined by professional nice. sports broadcaster and pro football focus employee. Hey, Kuiper. It's me. That's him. Were you allowed to say that? Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, we, it's official now. He's like, it's, it's all good. You I know, but it. I don't know if they want to be associated with the show. Why not? Because we say bad words like poo-poo cup. Oh, no. It, they don't, it, it's, you're doing it outside of work. So. Oh, yeah. Because Steve, Steve Pizzolo and Sam Monson don't swear and stuff like that on the PFF podcast. Yeah. Yeah, but... They got clout. We don't got clout. Gotta get That's the clout. True. That's how you get the clout. By saying pee-poo-ca-ca-ca. Yeah, we're also joined by yes. number two Chiefs fan, Matt Dustman's couch. <laughs> and there's number one Chiefs fan, Matt Dustman, sitting on number hey, two what's Chiefs up? fan, Matt Dustman's couch. Yeah. Goddamn, dude. What's up? And rounding us out is uh, eating, so he won't turn the camera on. Corey Clements. Yeah. I ate on camera, but you had to pay to see it. <laughs> we, we both <laughs> ate on camera. You've got to pay to see it on patreon.com slash ratpod. If you want to pay to see me eat, you got to subscribe to my OnlyFans. Oh, shit. I'll just, I'll, just I will a, subscribe to your OnlyFans. Is, is it just a food, like a food fetish OnlyFans? You just eat on camera? It's just me doing... Uh, Different celebrity impersonations. <laughs> <laughs> Some of which are the likes of Guy Fieri. So, obviously, I have to eat during those impressions. Right. That's fair. Oh, so you take people on flavor trips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody aboard the flavor bus. If you don't mind, I would like to plug that for one second. Like, just because I'm trying to get my count up. So, like, like I said, Guy Fieri. Be like, hey, I'm gonna take you to Flavor Town. You're gonna enjoy yourself. And then, like, there's my my Marlon Brando, and I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna take you to Flavor Town. You're gonna enjoy yourself. <laughs> and then I have Mariah, Mariah Carey. I'm really good at. Okay, all right. Hey, yes. I'm gonna take you to Flavor Town. You're gonna enjoy yourself. <laughs> and then I got my Jim Gaff again. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> F1 to Favortown. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I, I, I vastly appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So, if you want more, you know where to find me. Frank, Frank Caliendo is sweating. <laughs> so, we did a fantasy draft. We did. Yes, we did, didn't we? I did three. You did a lot. I have my one. third one is this Sunday. So is mine. I did one. Oh, socks. Um, when speaking of that, we have another fantasy league. We got going. Do we have a date for that yet? Yeah, it's gonna be this Sunday at seven. Okay. Wait, what's happening? Wait, what? Oh, it's a it's a different league. I wanted to because we have the this other league we do, uh, the Jamarcus Russell Cup, but we mm. couldn't get a couple people in it. 
And then there was another few people that like nobody really talks to that's in it. So we're like, well, we're just going to start a new one. And I got my brothers and then the cop lips. So oh, yeah, dude. It's a little bit more of a family one. I'm, I'm okay. Excited. I'm excited about that one. I want to, uh, I want to take it an entirely different strategy in that one and see how it plays out. I'm just trying to get like some of the players that I didn't get. Like I really wanted Zach Ertz that Justin took from me. I'm so sorry. I want another chance to try to get Michael Thomas this year just so I can have Michael Thomas again. You don't have to pick like five, six. Yeah. Did you do your uh, Wonderlick test? Oh, no, I didn't. I, I, I will do that tonight. Okay. That's how we're describing draft orders we're taking a wonder click test online are yeah, you that is amazing so i tried so i tried taking it i was at rachel's house the other day my girlfriend uh, i tried uh doing it on my phone and it like was not responding at all every time oh. i tried to hit something it just wasn't working so i just quit i was like i'll try it again later do yeah. it on my pc it was just like i would just like hit an answer like six fucking times it would not check mark i'm like what is going on i just said fuck it and closed it Probably not. It's probably not built to be taken on a phone. I know my uh, king did his on his phone the other day when he was here. He had a twenty on it. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. It's actually hard. Like I, I've seen those before. Those those things are difficult. Yeah, the first time I took it, I got a twenty-four, and but like I wasn't really sure what was going on. <laughs> I didn't realize it was like time, so I was like trying to take my time with it. Yeah, so that's the time that I like. That's the one that I use. I took it again and got a thirty-eight. Nice. Yeah. I uh. Nobody yeah. thought about Ben Watson having the second highest score ever on the Wonderlic test. Wait, really? I didn't know that. Exactly, but you know, you know who else got the second highest score on the Wonderlic test? I'm sure. I have no idea. Ryan it's Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. Everybody yeah, Patrick getting a 48 on it because he's white and went to Stanford, but nobody talks about <laughs> Damn. Ben Watson, who went to Georgia, getting a 48 on it. Nobody because he's black. Like, Did better NFL. Gone. He went to Harvard, not Stanford. My bad. At least I got Ben Watson right. You did. That's the more important one. Right. I think he did it a year before Ryan Fitzpatrick. They were, they were, there's a, they came out a year apart. So I don't know which ones came out first. I have no idea. That I don't know. I'm not up. sure about that. I mean, we got the extra blue on my face right now because we're opening up the NFL fantasy website. Oh, are we, are we talking about our, uh, do we want to talk about Liga? going into this year and then kind of branch off into the other leagues we have a Liga. Cause a lot, I mean, obviously people that have watched this before know that we've been doing this fantasy league for, this is our eighth year. And right. uh, yeah. there's some, there's been some, I mean, there's some memes. I think every league has memes. Uh, You've been around as long for as long as we have. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say okay. We'll we'll do this. We'll be cordial about it. Since I don't know if the if the picture is the same for everybody, but Justin's over here for me. He's like right here. 
I think it's always different. I think we went over yeah, this last time. You're, so you're on, I'm in the top left-hand corner, and you're on my right. That's underneath me, and Corey's on the bottom right. Yeah, that's the same for me. No, because I'm, I'm, I'm on the top left-hand corner. You're, you were pointing at nothing. Pointing this way? We're pointing at nothing. That's me. There you're, you go. You're over here. I'm right there, yes. You're right here. Right. Ugh. Get that fucking um, finger away from me, bro. You you are uh you're the champ. You're the you're the champ from last year. <laughs> so uh, why don't we why don't we discuss uh your team and whether or not you like it or whether or not we like it. I think it's okay, but we'll uh we'll divulge a little bit. So, I went last. Um, something I will never do again. I didn't like it. Really? You didn't like it? No. No, I, was, I wasn't a fan. Uh, I tried it. Corey! He's here. What's up? Yeah, I, tr I tried it. It's my first year doing it, and I was not a fan. This I isn't a good... In my opinion, this isn't a good year to pick last. Yeah. I just wanted to try it because it was like different. I was like, oh, it's something different. I'm always like, I always pick it in like, always pick it like the top or the middle. I was like, I'll pick at the end. I would have rather win first. In the probably. second half of all of my other, of both my drafts so far, it's worked out pretty well. I would like being like towards the bottom half, but not last, isn't terrible. Like if you're in the twelve man league, going like eight, I think it's actually like a pretty good spot. There's there's some like. Running backs that aren't going to get picked in, like, the top five, that I still think are, like, going to get within top five range points this year that you can easily grab. Mm. I don't think it's that bad. And, like, my... So, my thought going into our draft in La Liga here going to that 12 was that, okay, we have a few guys here going to homer super hard. And then I, yeah, wanted, damn to, right. I wanted to sneak in and grab both Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs as my first two picks. Um... I th I think those two are going to be two of the top running backs this year. And I was like, okay, I, then I could grab them at 12. Feel super nice about it. And I got half of that right. Josh Jacobs was picked right before me. Made me sad. I got my Nick Chubb pick. And, for my, and then I had to get, and I still wanted to get a second running back. I want to get two running backs to get that out of the way. The receivers are a lot more deep this year. I wanted more. I wanted another running back. I'm like, okay. I uh, got yeah, fuck it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna homer now, and I picked Aaron Jones, which is not like absurdly far off from where he goes normally anyway. It's it a wasn't, bad like, pick. A huge deal. Now, I, I there's a lot of people talking about how like his production's gonna decrease because of the the rookie that was drafted. Um, and I I actually like have a hard disagree with that. Like, a hard disagree. He's not there to take over Aaron Jones' role. He's there to take over Jamal Williams' role. The third down occasional pass catch back? Yep. Big mm -hmm. that, would, that would make sense if A.J. Dillon could catch passes. Well, it, Jamal Williams doesn't he... catch passes either. Who? Not really? Jamal Williams doesn't catch that many passes either. No, Aaron Jones is the Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones catches passes. The best receiver on the Packers. Right. So yeah. So that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like he doesn't like nothing about about that pick in in, in the Packers draft. Not only was it not really a great pick anyway, because they don't really need him, but like 
nothing about what he, what he does on his role is going to take over what Aaron Jones does at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like it, it seems like he's being brought in there to take over Jamal Williams' role, which is probably a good idea because he's not that great. You're going to draft a guy like that. My my issue with, and we can do this with all of us if we want to do this. Um, my issue with the the picks, not my issue, but like if I had to like push out of the three running backs you've mentioned, yeah. If you had to, if I had to pick between the three of them, I would pick Aaron Jones, simply because that team seems to be more committed to using him in the areas of the field where it really matters for a yeah, running back for sure for sure which is why i wanted him last year because he i was like man like this dude gets like a shit ton of carries inside the 10 but in 2018 he wasn't scoring so i was like okay in 2019 this is gonna change like he's gonna get in the end zone yeah and sure enough he like led the nfl in rushing touchdowns um I guess my issue with it is that, like, okay, so in 2018, he was on the downswing. And I was like, oh, 2019 is going to be a good year for him, which means he's on the upswing. But now usually what happens is it kind of swings back down a little bit. The only reason I don't see that happening is the only reason he was on a downswing in 2018 was because they simply just weren't using him enough. And I think, think, you know, under all the new coaching staff here in Green Bay, they know— that like how good he is, like his Matt Lafleur came from the team that Derrick Henry built. So right. exactly, <laughs> Matt Lafleur like, also gave Dion Lewis like fifteen touches a game. Yeah, it was stupid. That's why, and that's why Jamal I was Williams super, gets touches sometimes. I, don't and know I was to tell super you. worried, like going in going into last year when I drafted Aaron Jones, draft him again this year. I was super worried uh, because of that, and I was seeing what was happening in Tennessee, and you got Lafleur in here, and I'm like, oh, are they going to do the same shit? Like, you clearly have a more talented running back, but you're just going to give the ball to Deion Lewis? Like, are you going to do that? And no. It, it's it's just, like, too apparent that Aaron Jones is the best running back on that team, and it's, like, really foolish to not use him, like, a lot. I Like I said, out of the three guys, I was not going to be in a position this year that I felt comfortable taking Aaron Jones. Yeah. Um, because there were other guys I wanted. Um, but, like, out of those three guys, I definitely think that, like, he's the safest bet. I wanted nothing to do with Nick Chubb this year. Not like, a damn thing. Like, not, like, Nick Chubb was, like, so not on my radar this year because, like, all you needed to do was go back and look at last year when Kareem Hunt came back and literally just look at their fantasy points per game, they were like identical. Not to say like Nick Chubb was not putting up good points. It's that Kareem Hunt was also putting up good points. Yeah. And Kareem Hunt is like ADP, like six rounds lower than Nick Chubb. So in my head, I was like, why would I want Nick Chubb when I could take Kareem Hunt? Do you know what I mean? I think the, I think the mentality behind it is that like, and, People don't know exactly how much that keeps up. I don't. That offense now all of a sudden becomes very crowded. And that makes me nervous. Like, crowded offenses always make me nervous in fantasy. And I think also, despite them scoring the same, Nick Chubb also always has that opportunity of like the fucking 50 yard touchdown break off. 
He did like so what, three times running? last year. Not as not as often. I mean, maybe not as often because he's not going to get as many like. He's not get as many carries. Yeah, he's not going to get anywhere near as many carries. He's going to catch more passes though, maybe. Oh, 100%. He's yeah, going to catch so that's, more. That's like that's the thing he kind of got away. I I I still think he's going to be like I think he's going to be like vastly more utilized than Hunt this year. Um I think I the know, thing, Hunt will probably catch more passes though. So they still might score similarly. I think trouble inch him out though. I mean, I really honestly, I really Dick, Dick Chubb is probably like I don't know, I'll say I just, this. I'll say this if if Kareem Hunt's not on the Browns, Nick Chubb's like a top seven fantasy pick. Like, yeah. undoubtedly. Right. It's just the presence of Kareem Hunt sure that makes is. me nervous. Right. Yeah. So I, I just feel like, screw it. I'm just not, just not taking him. Like, I'm just not, I'll take Hunt. I tried to take Hunt in a lot of leagues. I didn't get him. But uh, I wanted way more shares of Hunt than Chubb. Okay. So. I, had, I have to take a work call. Okay. Who wants to talk about their team next? Hi, I'm the all rookies. I'm the rookie man. Oh yeah, you got I got the young. I got them young, young pups. I, you know, the weeks leading up to the draft, I talked myself out of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Not gonna take him. Not worth it. Not worth it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Can't do it. Nuh-uh. No way, Jose. Comes up. Uh, comes up, I my dad's big money league was first. I got the seven slot. I was like, all right, it's fine. It, I was like, well, seven's too early to take Kelsey. I'm not going to take Kelsey at seven. It's ridiculous. And then like all the other good running backs went, and I was like, I don't, I don't necessarily need a big running back or, or, or a big wide receiver. I kind of just maybe just a stable running back. It's like, well, fuck it, put him on the board. And I took him, and I kind of just went with it. And that's why I took him in our league. So are you like not? Are you are you are you not sold on him, or are you trying to like temper your expectations in the hopes I think, that you can beat them? I think it's a little bit of both. Because like I I don't want to say I'm not sold on him, but like I don't know. Is um, we've all discussed uh, the draft and whatnot. Oh God. Uh. What happened? Uh, the it's just it's a, it's it's not a good season for rookies. I think that depends on the position, though. Like, I think rookie running backs are set up to have a easier transition this year. I think it just depends on like what's being asked of them, you know. And the things that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is likely to be asked to do is very similar to what LSU was asking him to do. And what better offense to do that in than in an Andy Reid offense? So it's kind of what it's kind of one of those like perfect storms. Like th- the reason I raged super hard on draft day that the Chiefs drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire was like literally he's like the perfect running back for that system, right? He's like the Brian Westbrook that Andy had with Donovan McNabb. But now he has a Brian Westbrook with Patrick Mahomes. And it's literally not fair. So 
I don't know. That was my that was my opinion on it. So, Matt, you're muted. There you go. I don't understand why sometimes I pull my mic down and it doesn't unmute. Um, yeah, I I think what turned me around on the pick was Daryl Williams sitting out, opting out. Damien Williams. Dam- yeah, I'm sorry. We still have Daryl Williams. Damien Williams, 26. Damien Williams opting out is what kind of was like, well, I guess I'm doing this. This is okay to do now. Well, that's what pushed him up into the first round. Well, yeah, but it, for for a hot minute, it pushed him into like the top four that- picks, and that's why I was like, nah, I can't do it. But then when he was there at seven, like, I had a conversation with my one friend Josh on the way to that draft, like, I'm not taking him with an early pick, and then seven, I took him. Fell victim. Uh, uh, it wasn't even that, because I mean, like, it, the way this league shook out, I ended up getting Julio Jones in the second round, so that was about it. Hell yeah, dude. That That's such a good pick. Same. Um, who else did you take? It was, it was... Are you talking uh, this league or... Yeah, in, in league. We're talking about Liga. Um, I did get uh, DeAndre Swift again. Uh, well, I guess that's it for the rookies, but I went double tight end with Kelsey Andrews. No, I got to uh, take a phone call. And then my big thing was uh, McLaurin. I wanted to get McLaurin in every league I was in. Uh, he's not a rookie. He's a sophomore, but I wanted him. I wanted to reach on him if yeah. I had to, and I did. I, I could see that. I could see that. Especially, do you, do, you, uh, do you think Alex Smith is playing? No, they declared Dwayne Haskins the starter a few hours ago. Oh, okay. But, like, even with Haskins under center, the last few games of the season when they were both healthy and getting it, McLaurin was, like, a top three receiver. So, yeah. like, if he can do that at any stretch, getting him where I got him in the seventh and eighth round is insane. Yeah, that is really good. Holy shit, that has value. That has value. Mm-hmm. So... Are you, you going to go through the rest of your picks, or do you want to just like switch off, or what do you want to do? Oh, I kind of just named the rest of my team. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, every. I mean, like, I got Brady Chase. I I drafted a bunch of. I drafted a couple backup running backs, like, uh, Derrick Henry's backup and Kenyon Drake's backup, and then I'm sitting on Tom Brady, but I have even year Matt Ryan, so like he's gonna carry me. Oh yeah. Is, Ryan? Yeah, even year Ryan. It's odd year Cam, even year Ryan. So that's why I'm not like big on Cam Newton and the Patriots this year. But next year they'll they'll win the division. Cool. Assuming he stays with the team, I guess. I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, I guess we'll go back to mine. Uh, so then sneaking back around, I uh, I grabbed Zach Ertz, which made Corey very sad. Yep. There's and and Adam Thielen, who I think will do. He had a bit of a slump last year because of injury, but I think he'll do uh, much better this year. Less crowded receiver field. He was already a top target beforehand. Less crowded stadium. Yeah. <laughs> True. 
I think he'll do. I think he'll have another great year. As long as he doesn't get fucking hurt. Please, God, don't get hurt. And then my next pair of picks were uh, Kyler Murray, which is my quarterback. And I think that that's one of my favorite picks. I wanted Kyler Murray as my quarterback this year. I think a lot of people wanted him, so you being able to get him was good. Yeah. I think it's. That team was only getting better towards the end of the season, and they're only getting. The, the demon as a whole is only getting better. I think Kyler's mm-hmm. going to be excellent. Then I got Jarvis Landry. I like Jarvis this year, too. I wanted yep. to get one of the. At least one of the Browns receivers, the two big ones, you know. Yep. I still think I, I I was talking about this before, but I still think Landry's going to do better than Odell this year. He's cl- he's clearly the favorite target from Baker. It does it like even you know as world class of a talent as OBJ is, I just feel like they already have that chemistry. They already have that connection. He's going to feed off of it. Baker's Wait, gonna who's going to feed? Connection. Baker's going to feed off his connection to Jarvis Landry. Like like despite how much of a world class talent OBJ is. I still think I think like, I think OBJ is the play this year. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, I understand that. You usually, you know, talk about the first year the wide receiver comes to a new place. They usually don't do that great. I, think, I, I, I just think, think of the play action year. and everything. I think of the play action, the way Stefanski utilizes his receivers. I mean, just look at what happened in in Minnesota. You're going to have Jarvis Landry acting as the Adam Thielen and ODB acting as the Stephon Diggs. Yeah, and yeah. it's gonna be insane. They're both gonna eat. They are both I, gonna eat. I definitely eat. think so. They're, they're, that offense is still gonna be like. The Fansky or Thielen had a little bit of a drop off when Stefanski took over the offense. Yeah. I don't. Know, we'll see. It'll be really interesting. I think, but yeah, I think both Cleveland receivers are gonna be good this year. I don't see any other. And as long as the offense clicks well, which is still a question mark, we don't really know. On once again, on paper, it looks great. It looks better than it did last year, even. But it doesn't tell you shit. Clearly, I mean, this is Cleveland. They could just suck. Right, they could. They sucked last year. And they're really good at doing that. Cleveland is really good at being just bad. Right, so you know, you don't really know. Mm. After here is where I start digging. Um, I grabbed, I grabbed Devonte Parker. Gross. Who, I normally avoided, like Bro. entirely beforehand. Um, he started getting a really good connection with Fitzpatrick towards the end of last year, and as far as we can tell right now, Fitzpatrick is starting. Which can I just say how it's insane that Fitzpatrick is the starter? I think he should be. I don't think you should start Tua right away. Give him a year. All right, then. I, he started he just Tyler came, right away. He was all right. Yeah, but like it's Tua came off like a majorly bad injury. I think he can learn a lot from Fitzpatrick, too. This dude's been around. I don't know if you want Tua learning from Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Teach Tua how to be good for two weeks and then get traded. Exactly. I, I say, I say, if you don't think Tua's ready, I think you just throw Josh Rosen in, give him one last chance to hoorah something. 
and you dump them to some team for a third-round pick? The Patriots. Poor guy. I still feel bad for him. I, I feel Me like too. I, I just, I even remember when he got drafted on draft day, he was like, you're going to be sorry, and then nobody's been sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of that had to do with where he went to, you know? Not everybody's Andrew Luck. No, this is true. Bad organization, still like Magic Man makes shit happen. Rosa was in a bad situation. He just he was getting chucked around from bad situation to bad situation. Now he's in a better situation. Like clearly, the Dolphins are on the up and up under better management and better coaching. Yeah, it just figures that he, they drafted another rookie in front of him. Right. You know, he he gets he gets barely a year to show anything. Gets crapped on because of a bad offensive line. Then traded. Then they draft Kyler. Trade him to the Dolphins. They don't even give the Dolphins don't even give Rosen an entire year or anything for development. There's like, not nah, fuck it, Fitzpatrick. Yep. Never got a chance. And then they got Tua. And then he might how, he might not even get a chance. Josh Rosen. I mean, we were talking about I, I we were talking about how I drafted Devontae Parker. Oh. We just kind of yeah. like you know use that to talk about the Dolphins. I, I still yeah, like Josh Rosen. Uh, Rosen kind of got shit end of the stick. Sure did. That's what you're talking about. Just I feel bad for him, really. But like I I, I think you know Devontae Parker was the third receiver I grabbed. I don't think it's a bad spot for him. Um, I think that uh, like I said, if if he continues into what he was doing with Fitzpatrick last year. He'd be doing great. He was a 1,200-yard receiver last year. Oh, I will say that he got a lot better when Preston Williams got hurt. Yeah, because well, there's less, less mouths to feed. Right, but it, it's kind of like that. Uh, it's like the, the, the push and pull, right? Like, he got better when Preston Williams got hurt, but then once Preston Williams got hurt, all teams really needed to worry about was Devontae Parker. Yeah. And he still played really well. So it's right. it's kind of like the, you know, it yeah, depends on what, what side you want to look at. And all signs point to like, like, like there's even been like people talking about like their training camp, Devontae Parker and, and Fitzpatrick have like this really good connection. Hopefully that, that carries into the regular season. It's absolutely wild to me to go off Dolphins. You have hey, such man. a good young nucleus. You have such a good young nucleus and you have the ability to compete, but you're going to continue to put. Fitzpatrick out there. I think you worry about Tua's health. Again, no, that's why I, I think it's the exact opposite. I think the Dolphins are realizing, you know what? Out of any season in the history of ever, this is probably a season where Tua might not play well. Based on, you know, Matt's gonna fall asleep on Cam. Nah, I'm fine. It's basically like, yeah, like the lack of training camp and everything. You so that's that what yeah. you're getting at? Yeah, I see that. I think that they're just looking at it like we need more time. Yeah, that's fair. I guess we'll find out. It's just this is why I think you play Rosen, though. Oh, you're you're advocating that they play Rosen and not Fitzpatrick. Yes, that's interesting. I'm saying you give Rosen with the improved roster and the year under his belt. See what he's learned. If you're going to commit to Tua in a year anyway. Let Rosen do his thing and then ship him off for a third round pick. Hmm. Imagine getting a third round pick for Rosen. You know? Easy. Fair. 
Yeah. What about, uh, I don't know if you talk, like, so if you guys watched the, if you guys have our deep cut stuff, you know that uh, Corey took a very unique approach to fantasy this year, where he basically just looked at just the numbers. Pick like, we're getting Matt's Huh? I said we're oh, getting a tour, we're getting a tour of your place. Down a little bit more. Down a little bit more if you can. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Like here, you don't need to see all of me. Um, I'm just laying down. You shit. See all that beautiful face. Uh, so Corey, how using this method? How happy were you with what you got? I really liked. I don't know. I was really happy with like the later picks I had. Honestly. With the later picks? Yeah, like I like my. You know, my, I liked my entire draft, but I was really happy with who I got late. Because these are guys, like, that have produced, but people just haven't been talking about this year. You know, like, Tariq Cohen, Philip Lindsay. Like, I understand, like, Melvin Gordon's there this year. But even when Melvin Gordon was there in the offense last year, uh, in, not in the offense, in the Chargers last year, Austin Eckler still got work, and Philip Lindsay is somebody who's like really proved himself over the past few years. You know, on top of that, I think Denver's going to be running the ball an awful fucking lot. You think so? You, oh, yeah. You don't think they're going <laughs> yeah, to uh... fucking run the ball a bunch? Hell yeah! Pat Shermer offense, dude. Huh? Pat Shermer's the, the OC there. Okay, okay, okay. It, it, they're gonna be. It's just asking questions. Oh, yeah. They're gonna be who was your first? Uh, who was your first round pick, Corey? Barkley. Barkley. Yeah, it was Barkley. Yeah, forgot about that. He's obviously gonna do well, and the rest of the Giants aren't. Yeah, yeah. I got Barkley, and then with the second overall pick, and then with the second to the last pick in the second round, I got Julio. So that worked out. Hell yeah. Dude, Julio. Julio has fallen a lot, and I think it's because of the big premium on running backs this year. Right. Then on the trip around, I got uh, James Conner after that. And then uh, my fourth round pick was A.J. Brown, which is in him and Carson Wentz are the only two players that are similar on both my teams. So I'm excited about that. Hell yeah. They're the only two players you got on both your teams. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. We picked up Le'Veon Bell as our third back because even last year he scored over 200 fantasy points. So as a fifth-round pick with Le'Veon. That's okay. good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's uh, so great value. I will, I will say, though, have you been, like, looking at some of the shit coming out of, like, the Jets camp? Yeah, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. No. Do you expect the Jets to be good? No, it's not about the Jets. I don't expect the Adam Gase-led Jets to be good. Here's Literally, Justin, the reports were... First, the first thing that happened was every single New York Jets beat reporter has said, Frank Gore looks better right now than Le'Veon Bell does. Playing too much Smash, shaking my damn head. And then, and then what happens is Le'Veon gets excused from practice, and the coaching staff was like, "Oh yeah, like he's he's got some hamstring injuries. We're resting him, whatever." 
Le'Veon replied to that on Twitter and was like, dude, my hamstrings are fine. The fuck? So, so there's some there's some some shit going on in, in, in the Jets. That, That's what uh, happens when you have a leader like Adam Gase who can't fucking can only lead fucking coke up his nose. <laughs> fucking tweak it, dude. Most of the time. They were, they were real good. What? He was part of that that uh, Bronco team, Peyton Manning, and they were really good. Yeah, until he got that Super Bowl money and then put it up his nose. Remember that? Remember him doing that? Yeah, I remember him putting it up his nose. Yeah. Immediately gets the Super Bowl ring. How much Coke can I get for this? A lot of Coke. A lot of fucking Coke. A lot of Adam Gase is the football coach of Uncut Gems. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, all right, sure. Yeah, the, the Le'Veon Bell stuff is. So I don't weird. know. I don't it's know. concerning. It's really concerning. I mean, what what's the thing? Like Adam Gase didn't want him in the first place, or something. Like he didn't want yeah. to pay yeah, because they. They took, they signed Levy on Bell before they hired Adam Gase as quarterback or the coach. Yep. Right. Yeah. So just so bad. Yeah, I don't think the, the people who the the GM who got Levy on isn't even there anymore, right? No. 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 Because do they have a? Did they get another GM yet, or is it still no, Gase no. running everything? They have Joe Douglas now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, his. And Gase got there and was like, yeah, I like the team everything you get. We got potential, you know, and then Gase there and was like, I don't like anybody. Let's get rid of Le'Veon. And they're like, we just signed Le'Veon. We can't get rid of Le'Veon. Like, let's trade him. We can't. We just got him. Gase, man. He is... It's weird. He's a treasure. They're, they're not... Jets are going to be so fucking bad this are, year. Are, are they, they going to win five games? Are either New York team ever going to be good again? Yeah. Giants will be good eventually. And then Dome won't be a fan anymore. Why is that? Because he was, he's been a Heat fan for the past few years. And then he said they got too good this year. So he stopped being a Heat fan and became a Thunder fan. What is doing really good right now? What? He likes, he thinks the Thunder are scrappy. With Chris Paul and Chris Paul being the de facto coach in Oklahoma City, likes those uh like those not super talented teams. Yeah. Okay. That's fair, I guess. Um, I like uh. Anyway, I got so I got Levy on there. But even if he doesn't pan out, I'm sitting on Tariq Cohen and Philip Lindsay, so Yeah, I think I think it'll be fine. I gotta Well especially gonna... Tariq Cohen looks especially good now. I was gonna say that. Yeah. You think his draft stock has risen? David Montgomery hurt his uh he had like a groin injury. Yeah, no, it's not as bad as we originally thought it was, but still. The thing about Tariq Cohen, though, is he's more of like a satellite back. Right. So, so who's going to get all of like the David Montgomery-esque touches in Chicago? Jordan Howard. 
He's not even there anymore. He's not. <laughs> what was the other guy they had that was good for a year and then they got rid of? They sent him to Miami. I want to see. I don't know what the I don't know what the uh, RB death charts like. Dude, the, the RB the Fair RBs in, in Chicago ever since Matt Forte retired have just been like a revolving door of like, oh yeah, this guy's gonna be really good, and then he's not. And then they get another guy. Oh, this guy's going to be really good. And then he's not. And then they get another guy. Jeremy Langford. That's who I was thinking of. That's it. Out of Michigan State. I miss Matt Forte, dude. Only bear I ever liked. Good night, Matt. All right. Their third string running back is Ryan Nall. Oh, God. Ryan who? Name is Ryan Nall. He played two snaps last year. Averaged four yards a carry on those two snaps. Yo, he's a pro bowler. Yikes. (laughs) Because yards per carry is a really good metric to measure a running back. That's the only thing you talk about when you talk about Aaron Jones. His yards per carry? Well, because yeah. his yards per carry is nuts. That's why. Yeah, well, yeah, the thing about the thing about Aaron Jones' yards per carry is that he's, like, maintained it for a long period of time. He's maintained almost a five-yard per carry average, even last so, year, despite getting more touches. So what you're saying is it's a good metric to measure for running backs from. No, it's not. Then stop using it with Aaron Jones. I'm not trying to shit on Aaron Jones. I'm just... It's just a cool stat. Don't be hypocritical. Well, yeah, but, like, all right, average yards per carry is a good stat if they're carrying the ball a lot. That's another. That's a thing you have to look at, too. You have to make sure that that number checks out. Here's what yards per carry is a really good measure of. Your straight line speed. That's really all it ma- like. That's all it really matters. It, like that's all it really like shows you, right? Because like, there's so many other like, like entangled things that go into running back production that like you can't just look at flat yards per carry, and unless unless you have a gigantic sample size like Jamal Charles, right? Like Jamal Charles is like the poster child for that, right? Because he like averaged over five yards carry for a career. Right, that's way more impressive because you have such a big sample size, rather than like a a Ryan Nall who's had yeah. two carries in the NFL and they both went for six yards. You know, like right. that's that's basically all I'm saying. Yeah, that he's going to replace David Montgomery. Is that your carry hope, average, dude? I hope so. <laughs> or you're going to fantasy team. What? Who's your least favorite pick on your fantasy team? Like, who's the guy you took and you're like, fuck, I'm mad that I took him? Uh, maybe the Rams defense. That's fair. That's, yeah. Yeah. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> my, my least favorite pick is also a Ram. Uh, my, my least favorite pick is Tyler Higby. On my team. Okay. I just don't. I just don't ever. Unless he like produces super well, and I can slot him into my flex. I don't know why I grabbed him. I just, I just saw him there. But my the backup. Did, yeah, like all these are one week over Zach Ertz, and that's Zach oh, Ertz by week. Zach Ertz. Right. And Corey got so, like, mad at you. Yeah. Like, you were eh. better off. You might have been gone. You were better off, but you were. It would have been better off just getting Dallas Goddard. Right. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna fucking hopefully Tyler Higby fucking rips it week one and then I'll trade him. Fair. 
Um, I'll just trade him away. Get some more depth. Have I talked about, have I talked about my team yet? No. No. Go for it. Um, my number one player in fantasy this year was Devontae, Devontae Adams. Yep. Um, because Ooh, I literally pick. don't know... I don't know who else is going to catch passes in Green Bay. Like, Devontae Adams may get 170 targets this year. Maybe. Um, so, I was prioritizing... I was like, okay, I need to position myself in every draft so that I can get, either in the first or the second round, a bell cow running back, and then also get Devontae Adams, basically. Okay. So, in Liga, I went Devontae first, because uh, I was picking eighth, and I ended That's up getting fine. Miles Sanders in the second, Um, which is like... Sanders, like, has me a little iffy. Sanders is one of those... What's this? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you love to see it. Yeah. No, what were you saying about Sanders, though? Sleeping on YouTube. He is sleeping on YouTube. <laughs> it's is it bad? Should I should I mute his video? <laughs> oh, no, there he is. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I felt bad, like like Matt sleeping on YouTube, dude. Should I? Just... No, I'm I'm not. I'm here. I'm like listening. <laughs> we literally were just watching you sleep. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Oh, you were sleeping, buddy. It was funny. No, I wasn't. You, I was you, not. You zonked for like a minute. Corey held up a sign that said "Goodnight, Matt" into the fucking camera. It was so funny. Uh, you, you zonked for a minute. I promise. <laughs> you might not have realized it's one of those like where it just like happens in like an instant. But I'm telling you, it happened. Ah, uh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I thought it was funny. You're fine. So, what what were you saying about Miles Sanders, Justin? I just uh, I, I get nervous about him. I it, it's like it's one of those things where. If you ha- if I had to like like tier my like the top like I guess like the top twelve like running backs, he'd probably be like eleventh or twelfth. Yeah. For me. That sounds about right. But he's still like in my mind, he's still like, he's still like I, can plug, I can plug him in and not worry about anybody else. He's like, still gonna be number one in, in Philly at least. Right. So you're gonna get a yeah. top he's still like a you know, starting running back. Doug Peterson has said that like it's his team, like it's his backfield, it's his carries. Yeah. Um, but I wanted Devonte Adams in every league, and I also wanted. It's funny. I not only did I get Devonte Adams in every league that I'm in, um, I also got another receiver that I really wanted in every league, which is Allen Robinson. Um, I wanted Allen Robinson in every league, and I got him in every league. And. Primarily for the same reason that I wanted Devontae Adams, which was like... Yeah, who else is going to catch the ball? <laughs> who else is going to catch the ball? You don't even know who's throwing the fucking ball. <laughs> uh, Chicago. I don't think it matters. Because it's not like Allen Robinson's ever had a good quarterback. No, so it's, it's not true. Like... And he's, he's always produced. Like, I, I, right. I made you really mad at the draft and I was trolling you. Yeah, you did. You made me. You pissed me off he's a gonna lot. Get he's going to get worse, dude. Under Nick Foles. Why? Because Nick Foles is a good quarterback. Right. Is that what you? What yeah, you he said? can only play with bad quarterbacks. I thought oh, that pissed me <laughs> off. Um, you but yeah, I, I, bad I also took uh, Kenny Galladay. So I I really like my I uh, really my like receiver. 
I like Kenny Galladay a lot this year. Yeah, and then I also got DJ Chark. And, like, originally I was like, yeah, you know, Chark will be, like, a matchup guy. You know, if I'm playing, like, a, if I'm playing the Texans, you know, maybe I put him in in my slot, whatever, um, or my well, flex. It might actually really work out, because who the fuck else are you going to throw to in Jacksonville? That's what I'm saying, is that now that Leonard Fournette's gone, Leonard Fournette caught a lot of passes in yeah. Jacksonville. Not that, not that they were good. Not right. that he was, like, good at it. He just caught a lot of passes. So, in my mind, I'm looking like, okay, like that probably affects DJ Chark in some way, because at least, like, there's going to be more, like, third down and long opportunities. I remember, um, I remember that article that I put in our group chat about separation over expected. Yeah. That this one group did. DJ Chark last year actually was the number one wide receiver in deep targets uh, at creating separation. So he was really good last year, like deep. So I was just kind of like, that's a good value. Was it Chark who caught the the big Dick Foles touchdown before he died? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was was DJ Chark. Yeah. Who is the number one wide receiver in Pittsburgh. And I don't give a shit what anybody says. Um, He's the number one. No. He's 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 gonna be the number one receiver. He's, he's not. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he. As we are sitting here on September second, he's the number one receiver. What I'm saying is, by the end of the year, he's gonna be the number one wide receiver. Well, he's gonna do. He's gonna be the Antonio role with a lot of the deeper passes. Yeah, the thing yeah. is, like Juju doesn't. We we, we learned last year. Yeah, we learned last year that Juju can't take that role. That's no. not his role. That's just not what he does. So I, so I see what you mean now. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, he's great. I love him. He can't. He doesn't have that. He's way better as a secondary. There's a lot of the uh, Pittsburgh deep writers are talking about Ben's deep ball does not look good this year. I am not shocked. So, but, uh, it's going to be the new show. You think so? I think so. What's up? I think it's going to be the Juju show. You do a lot of short yardage passes to him. Juju and James Conner. I think he, I think Deontay is probably going to get maybe four or five deep targets a game. That might be all they need to get Juju to op- open, though, so that, that right. could work. Right. Have, like, well, my thing is, if he's getting four or five deep targets, I mean, if he catches... Two of them. Two of them. You know? You got a lot of points. I, that's all you really need. Right. So. Two catches, 40 yards a game. No. That's not going to happen. Um, Imagine if it did, though. It was, like, specifically a deep threat. I know. And, but I'm just saying that that's going to be his primary role. Um, I don't know. And then the other running backs I took... I kind of went the Matt route and was like, I'm going to take a bunch of rookie running backs. And I took Jonathan Taylor. I took the, here's the thing I'll say. I think I took the two rookie running backs that long term are probably going to be good for their team. They might not be like the best right now, but I think they're like the best long term. And it's Jonathan Taylor and JK Dobbins. Primarily because Dobbins is just in a system that's really good for running back. And then Jonathan Taylor's just a freak. 
just like a physical freak. Ridiculous. Absolutely and, ridiculous. And he's running behind the best offensive line in football. Uh-huh. So I think Clyde is really good. And I think um I think Zach Moss is really good. And I think Cam Akers can be really good, but like Cam Akers played behind like the worst offensive line in college last year at Florida State. Like he was just getting pummeled behind a bad offensive line. And now he's going to the Rams who have a bad offensive line. So does that translate? Like how does playing behind a bad offensive line in college translate to playing behind a bad offensive line in the pros? Do you know what I mean? When the guys are bigger and stronger and faster, you know, which by the way, totally aside, totally like separate point that has nothing to do with fantasy. Has anybody been seeing like Chase Young at the Washington football team training camp? Looking good. Okay. I, I, I read, I, I read that, but then I see the videos of him, like just like obliterating offensive linemen and knocking them on their butts. So, like, I don't know if it's, like, he's struggling with, like, certain things, but, like, the stuff we know he was good at, he's good at, shocker. But I just thought, I remember seeing a video of, like, or, like, no, it was a still shot of him, like, engaged with, like, a tight end. And then the next picture is the tight end, like, six yards backwards. And Chase Young's just, like, standing there, and I was like, that's scary. <laughs> well, that I think that might scary. be like a similar issue to like a, like a similar problem that a lot of rookies are going to have this year, where like you don't have as much you don't have as much time and much like as much ability to get like that repertoire with the team. It gets easier to just like it, it's well more easier to see these rookies kind of stumble at the beginning of this year. And a lot of a lot of these better players are going to be later bloomers compared to you know previous years. I think. I think. A thing about Chase Young is there's not like too much good veteran depth on the defensive line in Washington, so there's nobody to really like really coach him up like with like subtle stuff or like hey these these guys are gonna do this. And, I mean, obviously as coaches and everything that are there like to teach him the game plans and all that, and the, but like. None of those guys that have been in Washington, they have, like, all those first-round picks on the defensive line. They've never really, like, really lived up to the expectations because they don't have that veteran presence there to help coach them up a bit. think Ron Rivera helps with that? I think, I don't know. I think they should have maybe tried to go out and get somebody. like a Michael Bennett or something like that, you know, to like a Gerald McCoy. Yeah. But I think Revere is probably going to help a lot just being defensive minded as he is. But I think that's kind of stunted their lineman's growth. I mean, they got Ryan Kerrigan there, but he's more of just like a pure pass rush. Yeah. Yeah. He's more of a stand up linebacker anyway. Right. I'll So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I like my team. It's not my favorite team that I have. My favorite team that I have is in minor. That team is gross. That team's dumb. Um, 
because I have Alvin Kamara, Kenyon Drake, Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, Melvin Gordon. Uh, I have a really good team yeah. in minor. I was I was debating on taking uh, like when I when I was uh, about going to draft for my first round picks, I was debating on Drake over Nick Chubb. I ended up not doing it. Here's the thing about Kenyon Drake that's that kind of like sunk in with me this year because I've paid, I've probably put, and it sucks because of everything that's been going on. Hopefully it's for not, but like I probably put more thought and effort into fantasy stuff and just just like team oriented analysis in general. I put way more into it this off season than in previous years, primarily because I felt like I needed to because of all of the condensed like off season stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I want to learn as much as I possibly can. And I remember reading something. It was a film breakdown by Greg Cosell on Kenyon Drake. And he was talking, he brought he made it a point to bring up that the, this talk that Kenyon Drake, because of the, the offense that Arizona runs, right? A lot of 10 personnel, four wide receivers spread the field out, whatever that he's going to be running into like very few, like seven or eight man boxes because the defenses are going to be in like nickel and dime all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that Kenyon Drake ran way better out of like 12 personnel sets than out of 10, even though he's facing less defenders in the box, he played better running out of like two tight end sets interesting so it's this weird dichotomy of like i mean is is this better for kenyon drake to to run a lot of like 10 personnel Hmm. or would it be better for him to do more of what you did last year once you know and we talked about it on the show where cliff kingsbury after like a month was like this spread offense crap's not working i don't have the receivers 10 personnel is not working. I need to scrap this and I need to go do something else. Right. Yeah. So he went to a lot of 12 personnel and it was like way better, like way better. Right. Kenyon Drake excelled when he did that. So it's this kind of like scary thing of like, did Cliff Kingsbury notice that? And hopefully doesn't just go to like 10 personnel, like 80% of the time. Yeah. Cause if that's, Oh, we got another receiver. One right, of the best yeah. receivers in the NFL. Now let's just let, let's now fan it out. Exactly. Like that's the scary part is that did did Cliff Kingsbury notice that his running back that he traded for was actually playing better when he was running out of twelve rather than ten? And does he continue to like kind of mix and match and and do a lot of different? Because I think the Cardinals. Or way would be way better if they do both, right? Like if you just run ten personnel all the all the time, right? Yeah, they still don't have a good O line, right? Yeah, they didn't work on it really. Right, their receiving core is still like okay. You have DeAndre Hopkins now, but you still have like questions in other spots. You don't have a really good, um, I don't know, like. Kyler was good last year, but he took a lot of sacks. And 
Like, I think the Cardinals would be way better if they were doing both because they're both such drastic differences between the two. Like, you're literally talking about offensive position sets or offensive uh, personnel groupings where you have two tight ends on the field versus none. Yeah. So that's that causes such a drastic change in how you defend a team that if you do both equally well, I think that that would benefit Kenyon Drake way more rather than just, oh, we're just going to run 10 personnel 90% of the time and you're only going to have to deal with six-man boxes. Because last year it showed, like, didn't really help him all that much. It was just something I picked up on that I was like, wow, like, I'm glad I saw that because, like, common sense would dictate, like, oh, yeah, that would make total sense that he would play better when there are less linebackers on the field, right? So, I don't know. That's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Arizona is one of the most fascinating teams. Like, I can't wait, especially now they have Isaiah Simmons. I can't wait just to, like, watch what they do. Yeah, it's like, going to be really interesting. They're, they're one of the most interesting teams this year, I think. Just to see how yeah. what they're going to do. They they started looking great towards the end of last year. Had a lot of added pieces. And then the Steelers stomped them. And then it all fell apart again. Well, you know. And then they tied the Lions. That was week one. That was so funny. That game irritated me. That was the so Lions funny. Irritated in general. Yeah. I'm hoping they're, like, I don't hope they're great, but I hope they do better. I just want I just want good things to happen for Matt Stafford. I like him. And he has gotten the short end of the stick like every fucking year. Poor guy. He deserves better. He's a good quarterback. The Patriots have officially released Mohamed Sanu. Yeah. No shit. They have nobody on that football team. They don't. Um Who's who's the number one receiver on that team now? Julian. Julian. Oh, well, I got Orton to kill Harry. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be Jordy. Yeah. No, 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 wait. Yeah, it'll be Nikhil Harry, probably, right? They Julian Edelman sell. would like... I mean, I guess you could just throw Julian Edelman at the top of the depth chart. He's the guy. He's He's got a Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> the Buccaneers have emerged as a serious suitor for Leonard Fournette. Who would have guessed? Yeah, I would have never guessed that in a million years. They need a running back? That's one person that I didn't want to touch this year was... Fucking Leonard Fortnite. No, yeah. I, was fucking I didn't want anything to do with Leonard Fournette. Ronald Jones. I didn't want anything to do with Ronald Jones. Yeah, me neither. No, That's fuck it. that. Ronald Jones wasn't good last year, right? No. I didn't think I... he was. No, he was bad last year. Like, what do you think and he's that... gonna do? Maybe catch like three more passes because of Tom Brady? Great. Sure. Great. Now, of course, they're gonna go get Leonard Fournette. Absolutely. Like when he got released, I was like, my first thought was, "Oh, Bucks are gonna get him." Yeah. Ronald Jones was just—they just had Ronald Jones as their guy just from default until somebody better came along. Right, that's exactly okay. what was happening too, because there wasn't a good market for running backs right now. No. And then all of a sudden, Fournette comes out. Of course, they're gonna jump right on that shit. Probably get him a nice little contract. Speak. All right. Like seventeen million. All right, I think I think we talked about contracts. Yeah. I want the Saints fan perspective 
on the saga in the last 24 hours about Alvin Kamara. I was going to say what I said in the group chat. I think it's a nothing burger. Are you just going to read it from the group chat? Yeah. Okay. You think it's a nothing burger? Yep. I just think it's really confusing. I, yeah. Because the, all right. When usually when a football story gets really confusing like that, you got one or two things going on, right? Either it's a big old nothing burger, and he's just gonna get he's just gonna get his fucking contract. And he's gonna come back, and there's gonna be no problems, right? Or it's all fucked. And I don't think that's just like how. Alvin Kamara would roll with that team. I don't think he would express that much of a desire to like leave it or be traded. Saints have no problem making Kamara top paid back. That's been something they said throughout the season. Uh, north to $12 million annually. Kamara's number is now closer to McCaffrey's $16 million per annual, though. Now that uh, Joe Mixon got his $14 million a year. Trade rumors are believed to be among Saints traders. More of empty threats to get him back at camp, prepping him for the season, where they're really depending on him to be a major part of the offense. And no, Fournette would not fit the Saints schemes. Saints run a more of a zone run scheme. They ran mostly out of power in Jacksonville. Though I'm sure Saints fan, fan base would love to have an LSU alum in the roster. Yeah, I just... Yeah, they're definitely not going to go after Fournette. There's no reason for them to. They just need to go get their guy. And I think it's going to happen. Like I said, it's going to turn out to be nothing. They're going to go get him. Now, what I am worried about, though, is like Kamara is not been reporting to training camp, which has already been limited. And you see what happens to players that don't report to training camp a lot of the time. They're going to start off slow. There's a, Well, he's been there for the most part. And then his camp is saying that he had an epidural on Thursday, and when you get an epidural, you're not supposed to do much of anything for the next few days. Right. Uh, or it just, the epidural, like, will literally do nothing. Yeah. And it's not, like, really unusual for an NFL player to get an epidural. Because people are like, oh, he's got an epidural, he must have major that Like, it's just it's basically just a cortisone shot. Yeah. Your back. It's like yeah. an inflammatory. Yeah. But the one thing that worries me is, I don't know if you guys want to go look at uh, Spot Rack right now. I looked at it yesterday, but I don't remember. Okay. If I can get it to load. Oh. Is it dead? Did it deed? Yeah. Okay. So if you go to New Orleans salary, 2020 salary cap, you scroll down and it will tell you that they have three and three quarter million in cap space right now. Okay. Okay, now I want you to scroll back up top. Go to where the box has the years on it and go to 2021 and then update it and then scroll down to the bottom to the cap space. Uh oh. I think I, I think I know where this is going. 
Uh oh. How what? negative. How negative. What? We were talking about the Saints cap space. You fell asleep again. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how people They don't realize like... that they that, that they go to sleep. No, but like they're so defended like they're so adamant that they weren't sleeping. Like you it's don't remember it. You don't you don't remember it. I really don't you don't I remember really don't, it happening. That, that, that's the that's the way it works though. But you don't remember it happening when you first go to sleep. I guess I've been up since four a.m. It's been a long day. What yeah. can I say? I, 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 know, I know it's 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 tough, and that's fine. Take a little nap. It's hard oh, out here, you know. Oh, rough, dude. How far in the negative are they on two thousand twenty twenty one? Are you looking at it? No. All right, guess a number. It's negative thirty million. Guess a number. Negative thirty point six million dollars. More. More. Negative. Th- negative thirty-four million. More. Negative forty. Me? More. What the fuck? <laughs> no. Negative forty-five million dollars. More. <laughs> negative fifty-two. More. <laughs> negative. $80 million. Okay, less than that. Jesus. 56. More. 60. 70. More than 70. What Jesus the fuck? Christ. This it's team's telling me... What the absolute gutted. hell? Bro, this it's team's fucking gutted. They are negative $77,815,936 next year. That team about to get gutted this offseason. This upcoming offseason? About to get Mike. gutted. They better oh, win a ring. There has to be something wrong with this is, cheat somewhere. That is insane. Yeah, there's no way. There's got to be something wrong. There's no fucking way. There's no way. Is it, okay, well, wait. Is it calculating? Okay, here's the thing. Is is that because are they are they calculating in the expected revenue loss? Like how the salary cap's going to go down? I don't know. Because that might be the case. Look at another team's 2021 real quick to see if it's in the red. Like a team that has a bunch of nice like players on it that need to get paid soon. Because it's saying that the, do, do it's a team saying that that the salary cap for next year is $175 million. That's the salary cap for next year? That's what it's saying. Then yeah, that's probably why. Because yeah. normally it's like $230 million. Yeah, right. so it's just, yeah, so they're just getting fucked by... Yeah. That's going to affect a lot of shit. So like... I'm I'm not a big like guy on like contracts or stuff like that. Like I know you guys are a little more like. I think, they have to be, I think they're gonna have to be more lenient with the next year. Yeah. Like, they, like I think they're I think they agreed in the CBA that they're basically just gonna like. Uh, they're basically gonna like not roll over the money, but they're basically like any money you don't get in your contract. I think it just like get later. I think I don't know. It, it's it's a lot of financial hoops that the NFL had to jump through in order to you know. Or, yeah, or like I think it's something along the lines of like your guaranteed money is there, but any incentive based money you can't get. I don't know. It's it's a whole big mess. All right. But yeah, that's something to be concerned about. Yeah. 
Like, holy hell. Yeah, I'm sure they're, yeah, probably a little bit hesitant. I'm sure a lot of teams are a little bit hesitant to sign. Do you think that's why Jerry didn't sign Dak? I think that could be part of it. I think, well, one of the, the biggest thing is how they're going to deal with Drew's contract when he's off the team because next year he has a captive of $36 million, which is like half of that $77 million. Yeah, fi- they can figure it. If the, if Kansas City can go from $122 in cap space to signing their entire team in two months, yeah, Saints will figure they'll it out. figure it out. Yeah, I trust in that organization. They're good at what they do. Mickey Loomis is a wizard when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But most of his wizardry comes from putting things off. You guys will you guys will go into the off season like negative. 40 whatever or negative 70 whatever million in cap but then like you'll make a couple changes keep your core pieces and somehow get under the cap it's absolutely crazy that they are 70 million in the cap i knew breeze had the 20 mil hit but i didn't know they were 70 mil in total that's insane but like i feel like they can work it out yeah yep but uh yeah if, if, i don't know man of course having problems like they better better get this shit straightened out this is probably the last year with Drew. You want to make that big Super Bowl push. You've been so good for so long. Keep getting stopped by the Vikings. Time to, it's time to make it happen. Man, the Vikings. What are they? Y'all see Kirk Cousins say, if I die, I die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, accurate statement. Mm-hmm. If you die, like, you die. I, I ain't afraid of Rona. If it kills me, it kills me. Whatever. The thing is, Kirk, it's not going to kill you, you fucking moron. Kill, you know? Like, all right, Kirk, like, I already hate the Vikings anyway, so I can, I can divulge further than this. Kirk Cousins is a fucking moron. Like, an absolute fucking moron. It's not going to kill you, you dumb shit. You fucking absolute chud. It's not going to fucking kill you. What are you Did thinking? You call him a chud? He's a chud, yes! <laughs> Kirk Cousins is a chud. Mm. Fucking. He's a chud? Yeah, he's a chud. Fucking so like so nonchalant about the Rona, but he'll give it. He'll end up like he'll fucking end up getting it like, and someone's fucking grandma will end up getting it and died. And then you know like he's he's a football player. He doesn't have to worry about it. But the blood's still on his fucking hands. Fucking Kirk. He was asked in a way. Kyle Brandt asked him the question in a very <laughs> rhetorical sense. Yeah. Like, the, he didn't ask him, like, hey, do you care about dying or not? Like, that's not what he asked. Well, yeah. So, like, I don't fucking understand. It that's was, how Kurt responded, though. It's, that, it was a very unpolitically correct way to answer what was phrased to be a very politically correct question. I mean, either way, that's just a bad way to answer it. Yeah, like, I agree. It just doesn't take any of the context and like how coronavirus actually works into it at all, at all. And the only reason you come out with an answer like that is for one of two reasons: either you're a moron and a chud—that's what Kirk Cousins is—or <laughs> you like deliberately think it's like fake or something. Which I don't think he thinks it's fake. I think he's just an idiot. All this bad stuff about. The quarter, the best quarterback in the NFC North. That's untrue. 
Yeah, oh, that's right. Matt Stafford's there. Yeah, exactly. They uh, go. It goes Matt Stafford, Nick Foles, Aaron oh, Rodgers. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna puke. Aaron Rodgers is second. <laughs> but then, Aaron Rodgers is two A. Jordan loves two B. But if you go like oh, back course. strength, Matt Stafford's last. <laughs> He needs to get one of the epidurals. Yeah, he needs, to, he, needs, he needs him a goddamn epidural. What's weird about that is, like, the epidural shot that Kamara got. Like, we've seen, like, the training videos that Kamara does, like, the weird stuff he does. So a part of me is, like, if I had to imagine an NFL player just randomly going to go get an epidural, I feel like it would be Alvin Kamara. Because that dude, like, pulls Jeeps. <laughs> and like stands on one foot on a ball and juggles. Do you know what I mean? Like, if anybody's just gonna be like, if anyone's gonna wake up one morning and be like, I don't really have any back pain, but I kind of want to get an epidural. Yes. Yeah, <sighs> like it would be, <laughs> it would be Alvin Kamara. Or like, like, or like he just like got a kind of slightly achy back after like after pulling a semi one morning, and he's like. That's I let let's get let's get some cortisone in my spine. Yeah, he goes to the doctor and he's like, I was pulling a semi truck this morning and now I want the entire lower half of my body to be numb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, also, he walks, walks in like I was pulling an entire trailer park this morning. Can you uh get one cortisone, please? Okay, he, he fucking goes, he walks he, he walks to the doctors. With an entire trailer park in tow, wrapped like the ropes wrapped around him. He just walking up like this, fucking cortisone, please. Uh, got it. Doctor shrugs like, yeah, sure. <laughs> just fucking hits him with it. Now don't move. It's like fuck. I gotta take this trailer park back. We mean don't well, don't go and do anything. She <laughs> so has to take it back. Then come back again. Yeah. Do oh. you guys ever have a cortisone shot? Yes. Is I have. Amazing. It's <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Like, I was having issues with my knee, and they kept having to drain this fluid out of it, and then they would give me a cortisone shot. Like, I was at the point where, like, I couldn't even, like, bend my knee. By the time I'm walking out of the doctor's office after that, I'm like, I could fucking do 200-pound squats, I think. Like, it just felt so good. Yeah, well, I've been watching my dad get cortisone shots his entire life. He's like, dude, there's nothing like the day you get a cortisone shot. Like that shit, like your your fucking had, knee, your your knee feels incredible. I got I got one in my my right over like right near my like my shoulder blade. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because I was having problems back here. I think like I fucked it up at the gym or something like that one day. And uh, I remember getting one, and it was like I felt like my arm could swing like all the way around my head. <laughs> Like it, hell yeah! It felt like a like a it, it like this is what like a newly oiled like hinge on a door feels like. <laughs> it was amazing. That's fucking incredible. It was so good. Uh, um, do 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 y'all think the fucking women are on the Vikings? Do you think the Vikings are like fucking gonna do anything this year? No. I don't no, think not so a chance. Not I think chance. They I, I'm like, what projections are coming up next week? But I like I'm really close to putting him third. Have them third, I think. No, I have him second. 
I haven't checked. There's a lot of people that like the Vikings this year just because of betting odds. They're like 25 to 1 for Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. They're a good, like, bet, but I don't think they're a good, like, pick. No. No. I don't, that's I don't, why I kind of like. They're, they're not winning a division. That's. I hate, like, betting podcasts and stuff because they'll be like, this is a good bet, 25 to 1. Like, no shit. Just look at the number. Like, what else do you. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's twenty five to one bets that you don't make. Yeah, like right. yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good bet. And it's probably because they fucking suck. What a great bet! Of course, the odds are going to be fucking higher. Great. Here's okay. thank you. Here's here's all you need to know. Here's all you need to know about why I'm not on the Vikings, right? Okay. So this is a, an off season where continuity of players is going to matter more than any other season before, right? Yeah. Correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. The if if okay, the majority of the NFL right now is like a pass first league, a lot of teams run 11 personnel. It's the most used personnel set in the NFL, right? Right. Most teams when you run 11 personnel counter it with nickel, right? Uh-huh. Which means there are usually three corners on the field, right? Yep. So. How many corners do the Vikings have? Wait. (laughs) Wait. So, if we're looking at the nickel defense of the Minnesota Vikings from last year, okay? Mm -hmm. They had Mackenzie uh, Mackenzie Alexander, Uh Trey Waynes, Xavier Rhodes, Linval Joseph, Everson Griffin, and Anthony Barr. How many of those guys are left? None of them. Yep. <laughs> yep. None of them. Then they bring in Michael Pierce, right? They bring in Michael Pierce, right? To fill Linval Joseph's spot. And he opt out. Yep. So now, of the 11 dudes who started on defense for the Minnesota Vikings, only four of them are left. It's bad. Now, the four that are left are probably their four best players, which are Dan, uh, Danell Hunter, Eric Kendricks, Anthony Harris, and Harrison Smith. Right. They're their four best players defensively, but like, they're the, Minnesota's starting three new corners. Dude, and, three Adams new is gonna ta- and two new defensive tackles. How hard does Devontae Adams kill that defense? He's gonna fucking slaughter it. They have a they have a guy on their roster. I can't remember his last name or what his name is. It's not Gladney, not the first guy they took. They have a cornerback on their team that they drafted who's like I can't remember what his nickname is. They they nicknamed him something. The, oh, it's like the Rail or something like that they named him. This dude's like 6'3, like 160 pounds. He looks he looks like Taco Fall. If Taco Fall was a football player. Holy shit. And like NFL people have like looked at him like we have no clue how you're going to play football. Like you are so like petite. <laughs> like you're so thin. He's gonna, um, like, he's gonna like jump up to contest a ball and die. I don't know. Dude, like the Minnesota Vikings plus like for not only that 
But then they lose Stefan Diggs and attempt to replace him with Justin Jefferson, which Justin Jefferson might as well not even play the same position as Stefan Diggs. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. Like, Stephon Diggs is, like, bona fide. He's an X receiver. He beats you down the side of the field. He's great after the catch. He's great on contested catches, whatever. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson had, like, 97% of his passes came out, come out of the slot. Yeah, which is, like, doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything for them. He doesn't line up outside. Yeah. And yeah. you're drafting him to replace the guy who primarily lined up outside. They don't have anybody to line up outside at all at the Vikings. No. Yeah. They have him. Right, which great. So That's going to work out they real well the for guy you. To fill a position that his skill set doesn't fill. Right. In an off season that he's not going to have the ability to work on said skill set. Yep. Like he's going to be bad. Like I'm sorry, man. Like if they're good, I will I will eat that crow. But like, mm-hmm. man, does it not project well? I think the Lions are going to do better than them this year. I think it's close. I think Probably. it's really close. I, I think the second place race in, in the uh, NFC North is close. I agree. I don't think... I think, I think the, the Packers are going to do well again. The Lions' defense just sucks. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the Lions' defense is just The offense bad. is actually coming together super well, provided Stafford stays healthy. I think the offense... I don't know, dude. We'll see. Yep. The offense, the offense is fine as long as they keep letting Matt Stafford throw the ball twenty yards down the field every time he throws it. Yep, you know, as, long as, he, as long as he just turns those twenty-yard passes into dump offs to DeAndre Swift, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> if I've learned anything from the Lions and Matt Patricia so far, it's don't trust their running back situation. Yep, it's fair. But Corey, are you watching the Heat box game? Nope, I'm watching you guys. Oh, hell yeah. Love to see Are it. you sure? I'd like to watch it. Uh, well, time did it start? We'll be, Seven? We'll, be, we'll be wrapping up soon. Wrapping up, almost... buddy. I'm leaving. Turn your camera back on, you bitch. Turn it back on. Turn it back say, on. Say psych. Say something. Say psych. Please. Oh, just, um, say something. No, say something. Say something. Say something. Oh, oh, crap! Get at look me. at that! Oh, crap! That's cute. That's great. Got a little smiley face. I like it. Crap, man. Uh, Pack- Packers go far and away win the NFC North this year, and then uh, and then lose to the playoffs. Like every how year. Much they, how like much are they going to lose to the uh, the 49ers by this week this year? Oh, God, like 20? 21, probably. I had a, just to like, again, we're not talking about projections just yet. That'll be next episode. But like when I made the projection spreadsheet for the guys, I sent it with the Packers 49ers game already filled in as a Packers loss. Yep. <laughs> I, looked, I looked at it and I, I, I nodded my head. I was like, yep. Yeah. I feel I, I sent it to them as that way on purpose. That's, that's one of the uh, four L's I'm going to have for the Packers. I just, I just like how Packers, or not Packers, 49ers, like, mentality was going into this year was almost worse than the Packers because they were like, all right, we made it to the Super Bowl. Let's get rid of some people. Where the Packers were just like, 
all right, we made it to the championship. Let's not address any needs. <laughs> I fuck, oh, God. Well, okay, well, the 49ers, they, let only, they only really let two people go. Two big people on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and then they drafted people to replace them. Maybe. Yeah, and then they, both their top receivers, projected top receivers, got hurt. Correct. Yeah, so it's not got, and then they got rid of half their running backs. Burrito. That's a goat, Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> Absolute goat. You should go now. Damn. No, I'll, I'll say this about the 49ers. Um, they are insanely lucky the way their schedule mm-hmm. broke. Because they have a really outside of the Arizona Cardinals game week one, which I think they lose. Um, because they they probably should have lost at least one of those Cardinals games last year. Um, which by the way, quick aside, I know I I know I usually do this during the season, but like I went ahead and looked. The Cardinals are getting like plus seven in that game. Wait, really? Yes. Holy shit! Some places it's six. But still, that's absurd. I'm driving to Pennsylvania and putting some money on that one. That's like... Both both times the Cardinals played the 49ers last year, it was like a seven-point line. And both times the Cardinals covered. I don't know what Vegas is thinking. You still like, like the Cardinals. People betting just don't like the Cardinals. I don't know, man. Like, how are you, how are you fading the Cardinals on that number? Like, the, the, especially now that the 49ers have, like, no healthy wide receivers. Yeah. But, like, after the Cardinals game, actually, I, well, we'll talk about that next week. Um, after the Cardinals game, they play, like, two, I think they play, like, the Jets and the Dolphins in back-to-back weeks. So, like, they could beat those teams with, like, not even an active wide receiver, right? So I think they got a little lucky with their schedule that hopefully by like October Debo and, and Brandon Ayuk can come back and play. But that for, I could not believe that the Cardinals were getting a touchdown against the 49ers in week one. Like I was like, that's absurd. Absolutely absurd. So yeah, no, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we're, we'll go over the spreads as we get a little closer. There, I'm very excited about next week, boys. We're gonna do our full board predictions. It's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be a dope one. Make sure your shit's done, boys. Thick episode. Ship, do my thing's been done for months. Well, I know to talk about you. I mean, like, yeah, I know yours. I well, not not months. Maybe like a month, and then I've edited it as injuries have happened. Now that we're close enough, I've been like kind of like actually like sketching out in my head like how i want things to go i think things will go and yeah how how it goes from there i'm gonna actually put it down this week and i think that'll do it for us here at football after dark this week make sure you subscribe to us on your podcast platform of your choice go to patreon.com and give me some fucking money give me some money please also uh like subscribe on youtube I promise these episodes will go up on there very soon. Eventually. Very soon. Probably tomorrow. 
both. I'll just put both of them up. I'm not editing this shit. Okay, bye.